This is episode number 233 of No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson. I am the host. I'm sitting here with my guest. We're at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. Just listen to Circle of Heat to play a little theme music there for us. And uh, like I said, I have a guest here. And last time I think you did a week here, well, I know we didn't record because uh, it's one of the few times I was sick and That's had to right. bail on the recording. That's right. So it's very good that uh, both of us are uh, healthy enough to uh, be here. It's me and Bent Washburn. Hello. Hello. We're it's here. good to be here. You, you, are you, here. Are, you do feel well, right? We're I not, do pretty well. I had a headache anything. earlier, but I took uh, aspirin and coffee. Perfect. So I'm set. Perfect. So here we are. It's uh, January. And the last time I, you know, the last time we recorded was September. You and I, September of two thousand fourteen. September two thousand fourteen. So two years. And was it? It was warm then. I remember it was pretty. And it's warm to this week. It's actually not bad right now. I keep putting on two coats when I go out. It's <laughs> my, you know what I mean? I do. My brain does not believe my body. My body like is not. No, it's not cold. My brain's like, no, it's January. You oh, have to oh, wear two coats. And it, 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 even with the, it might be like you know, like in the forties during the day. Just because I know that I'm going to have to walk later tonight when the sun's down, I oh, have yeah. long underwear on right now, just in case. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah it's January. Yeah, you I'm don't not need it. To go home between here and what I have going on later. I, I'm already prepared. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. Once yeah. you you just do it, you just expect exactly. It's Thursday, so you've had a couple shows this week. Yeah. Yeah. We talked a little, we were talking a little bit about it before we started recording, but it's been going well. Yeah, it's been going well. I had a, a, a bit that I've been working on like a year and a half finally leap forward, so that was nice. But just tinkering with this bit and uh, finally worked. What, Do you want to hear what it's about? Well, I guess. I, let, let's, let's, let's start with this. What. Uh, what hasn't worked? Why? How? Just make it like in simple terms. What? Why it doesn't work, it work one night? You're saying it didn't work. Tuesday, didn't work. It, it didn't work. work it didn't work. Tuesday it was just, wasn't the first time you tried. Oh no, it wasn't. Yeah. No, yeah, year and a half. It sputter. It would sputter, and so then I would take it out of the lineup for a while, and then I'd write on it and reinsert it, and it would sputter, and it just not quite work. I just I don't know. I boiled it down. I found the what was funny about it, and I had to dissect the situation into little parts and then summarize each little part of it in a funny way and it just took a long time to figure it out and then you have to put the summary in the right order it's do you uh, think now you're probably being too hard on yourself because do you think the audience or is would the what are the like let's say the same audience was here both nights would they notice do you, do you oh think yeah they would notice i think they difference? would have definitely noticed really? they, they, okay. i well i i think before it was working well enough just kind of to get by mm -hmm. to where they didn't it just wasn't it wouldn't be the bit they would remember but now it could actually be the kind of bit where they'll remember oh. like oh i remember and you want every bit to be so that way yeah you'd hope i would hope you know <laughs> instead right. of like well about 40 minutes of it was very forgettable <laughs> but then he had a good closer i don't want that you know <laughs> what i mean you know well i could for <laughs> yeah i don't want to have that my whole time on stage do you ever overhear people dissecting or talking about your show like maybe if they walk by you after the show or do you ever catch people talking about you i not yeah knowing? yeah yeah so usually it's okay usually sometimes it's bad once once i had a guy congratulate the feature right in front of me and i was standing there and he told the feature well you should have been the headliner you no. were way better than no. that guy. No, no, no. And it was at a bar in uh, Pocatello, Idaho. Uh-huh. And it was about 16 years ago. 
And the feature wasn't a bad guy. He just looked at me like, well, what do you do? You know, oh. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. But it was, uh, I didn't mind. I, I didn't mind at all. It's no big deal. Have you followed that guy's career to make sure he hasn't had any success? Uh, he's, he's had success, <laughs> but not, not doing stand-up. But he runs a comedy club now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Right on. I was telling you, I, uh, I, just, I was in Vegas last weekend. Uh-huh. And I got to go to a comedy club that wasn't Acme, and yeah, it was a, it was an, I, Acme's better. Oh yeah, a really this cool is experience. Best. I saw. I've talked about it a bit, so I should update if anybody gives a damn. Uh, I was talking about going to see Kermit Apio in Las Vegas, and it all worked out. And I, awesome. my wife and I, got to go see Kermit and Rocky Laporte, who is another uh, well-known comic that's been working for decades. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. And Both then, of those. Great. And then the reason I uh, and, and Brad Garrett. From Everybody Loves Raymond, Robert from yeah. Everyone Loves Raymond, uh, his name is on, it's Brad Garrett's comedy club yeah. at the MGM, and he performed that night as well. That's great. And I don't know, do you know what kind of act he has, Bent? I, I, I've I heard it can be uh, kind of go at it, kind of ag- aggressive. Kermit ta- described it to me as, uh, he goes, you're really going to like him, he's the new Don Rickles. He's... He goes right at people. That's what I've heard. It's 100% going after the first four rows of the audience. Oh, really? Yes. That's it? Just yes. Don Rickles? Yes. And is that what he did then? Yes. Were there lots of people to go after? It seems like Vegas, I would have someone at the front, like, filter. oh, this will be a good target. I would just put them all up front, like, oh, let's go after this one. You kn- do, do they do that? I mean, they may. I, 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 was, I was five rows back. Oh, so just out of range. I was just out of range. Um... They may do that. I don't know. I wonder if they it's get set st- strategically. But I, I can I tell you, it, yeah. I can tell you that you know. I'm sure it's more based on uh, how much money they take out of their wallets to buy oh, those yeah. tickets. Yeah, because um, they're zoned. The tickets were zoned. Oh. Zone one, zone two, zone. I three. see. Yeah. Oh, it's, um, it's all about status nowadays. <laughs> it is. But there was a guy two rows back that had pink hair, like a middle aged man with pink. Well, hair. there you go. So there, There's I a mean, target. Yeah. And then there was also the drunk guy three seats over that when Brad was done making fun of the guy with the pink hair, he decided that he wanted to get involved and encourage Brad, literally went, back to the pink hair! And then Brad said, no, we're going to come to you now. And of course. Just went after you, him. Yeah. Of course, Ben. That's exactly how that went. Yes. That's cool. Uh-huh. So it's a nice club. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you were saying the servers were more uh, like... Yeah. You know, the uh, the servers, they... Vegas cocktail. They dress like a Vegas nightclub. Yeah. A comedy club. They yeah. have little tiny shorts and little tiny tops with mm-hmm. a lot of cleavage. And, they, oh, and Brad even pointed this out and made fun of it. They wear the little, uh, I don't know... Like the monkey grinder hat, like a little red hat. Oh, really? One of those? Where it's like, you know, it's round and then flat. Like a flat. little fez. Yeah. Like yeah. a miniature fez. Uh-huh. And they the have li- them in a miniature fez? Yes. Like that, but the size that a, a, a little monkey would, what are those monkeys? that The organ grinder monkey. Yeah, what yeah, species yeah. is that? I don't, I'm forgetting. I don't which species usually grinds the organ? I don't, I don't know. know. I wish I knew now. I don't know. Baboon. I'm not sure. I don't know. But uh, yeah, the, about monkeys. The 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 waitstaff wears those little those little, little fezzes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Kind of an Aladdin kind of. Yeah. Except that's a male. Usually, what monkeys or men usually wear those? Yeah, yeah. They? Aladdin yeah. is another one. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. like an Aladdin hat. Um, and also the thing, the one thing that it had in common with Acme is that it's underground. 
Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, but unlike nice. here where we like embrace it for the you know like the great acoustics in here and the low ceiling, that place does not have a low ceiling. Still has a high ceiling, and he and Brad just That's constantly. Nuts. Yeah, he just went on stage and like ripped on like yeah they told me they were gonna give me a better spot and uh, David Copperfield does a show in the same building and he's like David Copperfield doesn't want me upstairs says we do a bad show. And then he yeah. makes fun of David and Copperfield. Copperfield easy, easy target. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. So anyway, that it was All a right. lot of fun. It was really, it was great to see, uh, you know, comedy, especially one of my friends that I've got to know uh, in another setting. It was really oh yeah, nice. he's great. Yeah. Kermit Appeal, and yeah. Rocky Laporte, great. Yeah, and yeah. Rocky as well. Yeah. I uh, and you lived in Vegas at some I did. point, right? Of all your For many different places. Three you years. My wife and I were stationed there right during the housing boom. If we would have bought a house, we would have made a lot of money. Yeah, we were right at that time, 2006. I was going to say 2005. In 2000, yeah, 2005, 2006. We moved in 2006. Okay. And, and, and we would have had to for- sell the house and make a bunch of money. We would have just accidentally made a bunch of money. But, well, she would have. I had no money to buy. She would have bought the house and sold it and made more money. <laughs> And you had a, and you and just to remind people, your wife is in the, she Air, Force. the Air Force. Yeah, she just retired. Oh, really? I am now married to a retiree. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but she's working again. You know what I mean? She re- she retired from the Air Force and now she works with the Navy. Oh, is that but, how that works? Yeah. You just jump around from defense service. Air Force to, didn't have part-time hours? No, no. She retired, and then this job came up, so she took it. So okay. we're still in D.C. We're just outside of D.C. Oh, just outside the inauguration. I'm going to miss it tomorrow. Yeah. That's coming up. What, how far do you live close enough that there will be protests in front of your house tomorrow? No, no. We're like, our house is Springfield, Virginia. So okay. we're about, I don't know, 20 minutes away okay. from downtown. I was hearing there are going to be some big protests. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I I guess so. Well, you know, the way he won by being so angry, yeah, you know, it's like he was countering what he, I think they, they felt politically correct people were getting, turning into bullies. So it's interesting that they were policing political correctness with politically incorrect. You know what I mean? So you're talking mean to us? Well, we'll just talk mean. It, it's, mm-hmm. that's what, it's strange. It's strange where it all went. Uh, it's very strange. I with my <laughs> phone. I pulled up. I pulled up an old interview of, that you did. Oh, really? From two thousand five. Oh, uh, wow. Not two thousand five. Pardon me. Two thousand fifteen. Oh, okay. And you talked about Donald Trump. Oh, did I? What Ru- did I say? That I brought this along. It was a. Uh, uh, it was an interview, and you were asked, "How is the rest of Europe feeling about America these days?" Oh, yeah. This is from 2015, and now we're in January 2017. Let's hear. So I'm going to read this here. Yeah. They are shocked by Trump. They are. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing to me that you said this a year and a half ago. Uh, the uh, These are nations that lived through eight years of Bush, and Trump shocks them. It's a fast decline. That's a new joke I have. What I like about Trump is that when they take a poll, he gets a number. Like, he has 26 of the, 26% of the poll. What I like about that is is it's an exact mathematical percentage of how screwed we are. We're 26% screwed. Screwed, yeah. You know how bad it is. That's why That was the joke I was doing. He is like, um, it's like I went to the doctor. I knew something was wrong. I mean, for years I've been telling people, it seems pretty bad. I mean, when a honey boo-boo is a thing, something's bad, something's wrong. If Jerry Springer can get ratings, something's wrong with the populace. You can't. 
And so I knew something was wrong, but I wasn't sure. And when I'd say it's real bad, people would look at me like, oh, you're just, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking No, this is pretty, people are really screwed up. And now finally, with Trump, it feels like I've left the doctor's office with that diagnosis. I knew it. <laughs> I knew something was wrong. He's like, I say he's, he's, he's like, he measures it for us. He's like America's rectal thermometer. That's what I say. You just insert him. You take, okay, this is how screwed we are. <laughs> But it's us. That's the thing. It's not right? the president, right? It's a, re- a president is a reflection of who we are. I think Obama was a reflection of, I felt at times out of touch, over idealistic. Uh, I really felt that way. He, he didn't get realistic about certain things, foreign policy and stuff. And now Trump is like a reflection of this other part, this anger and uh, so forth. Mm-hmm. But good things can happen, I think, and bad things. Yeah, who knows? It's just one dude. It's one guy. <laughs> Might have been one woman, and then bad things could have happened with one woman in there. You know, bad things would have, and good things, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll, I just stand by what I've said for uh, I for forever. I've never watched. I never watched an episode of The Apprentice because I didn't like Donald Trump. Yeah, I didn't want to watch his. Reality yeah. TV show because I didn't like. I don't him, like him. So that's the way I felt. Mm-hmm. The Trump University thing, like, yuck! It's yuck. I mean, it's it's not only a thirty thousand dollar degree. You you literally can't use it anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, sounds like wait, that sounds like a radio uh, degree. Uh, uh, no, you can. I think any other degree you can put the most useless, goofy degree at the bottom of that resume, but it's a degree. Yeah. They'll still like, well, yeah, you probably shouldn't. Have got a degree in whatever ethnicity blah blah you, you know yeah but it's a degree mm-hmm. but if you put trump university no Mm-mm. you know 30 grand <laughs> 30 grand was that how much they were charging them i think that sounds about right for a weekend in some conference room in a hotel mm-hmm. you know learning all the secrets yeah when really the secret is you've got to be ruthless full of energy you know hardworking. yeah I mean, I think all the I had some guy tell me that said, "Well, if you applied the principles from his school, you would succeed." If you have the grit and determination to apply that crap, you don't need the school. You know what I mean? You could do it on your own. Yeah, you'll just do it on your own. Yeah. you'll go get uh, real estate for dummies, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's just a ripoff. Just a so the part of that con man in him, and just yeah, he. I don't like him, but I'm not. At first, was I? I was shocked. Were you shocked? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. shocked. Oh, yeah. Which I think anytime you have that kind of unexpected change, you're scared. Your initial impulse is, oh, what's wrong? But by the next day, I was kind of like, you know what? We're, we're going to be fine. And actually some good things. I think some things that I've wanted to have happen differently might. They, maybe they could happen. You know, who knows? Maybe this will change or that. Some good things could actually happen. I don't know if it's because of the my age of getting older and my kids getting older, or it's certainly not my financial status because that's shit. But um, this is the, the most I've ever paid attention to politics. Oh yeah, you do look close. Yeah. So maybe that's a good. Thing that's a good thing a right out of the, the gate. You got a lot of people paying attention more. There's a couple last night who were saying that maybe people will now get involved more directly, sure. especially at a local level. I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Not me, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to look. Well, what's the pay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think 
think that yeah, the mayor of uh, St. Paul has uh, announced he's not coming back, and I'm a St. Paul guy. Uh, so you're gonna run. Throw it in. Throw it in, folks. You can throw write. throw your toque in the ring. When beanie. you were saying um, about you know for years, you're saying something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. Something popped into my head. It brought me back to when I was in college and I took a uh, like a media journalism writing class thing and one of the first questions that the teacher asked us was a, was about why if we could explain why uh, what is it why, why people are attracted to watching like car wrecks not even not even literal car wrecks but just figuratively you know yeah car wrecks why literal, why, why literal or oh you mean in any sense we in like any sense. the why wreck. do you like watching people on tv fighting or having struggles or yeah or uh, you know people uh you know with terrible drug problems or why do why are we attracted why do to we watching? tune into that yeah why, why do we, we watch in? that stuff i mean i did i I watched it for a little bit, but then I was like, I can't watch this. Like the Jerry Springer or the, what's his name, that always brings paternity tests. I mean, how can Maury. that? Maury. Yeah. How can that? That's such a sick thing. Yeah. It's such a sick thing. I do not know. Okay. I don't know why we like to watch it, but we we definitely do. We de- is, it, is it just that we're glad it's not us? Is that's, that it? That's about all I could come up with. But is that, it's kind of sick when you glad think about it. that's not us. It? Oh, I'm glad that's not us. But then if you think the other things people watch, pornography, you don't think that. Glad <laughs> that's not me. You know what I mean? Well, some parts. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. There are parts. You're like, oh, I'm glad that's not me. Boy. <laughs> glad I'm not on that end. <laughs> At first, I was glad I slowed down for this, but now I'm regretful. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, that's weird because you train wrecks and then the other thing. You're either glad it's not you or you wish it was you. Yeah. I mean, I know entertainment works that way. It works both ways, I guess. Um, I don't know. Why do we stop? Yeah, well, you know what? And uh, That was a question that was posed to me like 20-some years ago. So I'll come back to you in 20-some years. And okay, maybe, and then we'll see. Maybe I'll know. Are oh, you kidding? In 20 years, I'll be 72. <laughs> and you know what? I will definitely think I know. I know that. Yeah, Most right. people I know in their 70s think they know. Uh-huh. They definitely think they know. Yeah. Boy, it's weird to me how our mental acuity declines, but our confidence in our mental acuity just goes up is and it, up. Is that even? And up. <laughs> is that an even trade? <laughs> I think it is. It's probably a pretty close. Like By the end, we're just these really cocky idiots. Cocky idiots. You know, just full. What we can remember is all outdated. And old. Oh, yes. You know, yeah, we're like absolutely. quoting science from 1963. <laughs> I read. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's None of that's true anymore. <laughs> it's true. We don't use those terms anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had someone give me parenting advice, uh, and he quoted uh, Skinner, like the psycho- psychiatrist. He did the, what is that, uh, conditioning response, what experiments with rats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I tell them, you know, they've they've done a lot of research since then, and those are rats. Those weren't kids that he had. <laughs> it wasn't babies in right. mazes. Those were rats. Yeah, it was really, but he was so merry. suggesting you put your kids in a maze? Yeah, well, it's just simple. It's simple. You raise the kid. If they turn out wrong, it's just you did something wrong. Or there's a lot of stuff in there, actually, that makes us who we are. Qu- quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. People make, uh, dedicate their whole lives to figure trying to figure it out and they don't figure it out and they don't figure they don't figure it out exactly how is uh family life for bent washburn it's good it's good uh my wife just retired my daughter is now six my son's 11 
day, we're all aging at exactly the same rate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, he's, uh, what, he's 11, so he's on the cusp of, you know. Yeah. In fact, he just, <laughs> he just did the school classes where they explained stuff to him. Oh. You know. And you know Fifth what? Grade. You know what he was for several days? What? Really quiet. He was really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> just so fun. I've never seen him sit. Just kind of, I could see it just sinking, or I catch him looking at me or mom, and you know exactly what he's. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Might as well just like look at us and then down at our genitalia and back at us and then back at him. You know, it's like it's all coming together. Like, oh my word, that's where we. Come from, uh-huh. and so that's uh, that's happening. Eleven year old boy, and that no that, appetite. For yeah, a few days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. You know, I never had that when I was growing up. There's no sex talk. I never had it in school or at home. Both at home or school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My dad didn't think it was a good idea. I guess because he's a psychiatrist. So I guess <laughs> it's nuts. I don't know why he didn't give me. He thought my mom was doing it. My mom thought he should do it. But neither of them thought the school should do it, so she didn't sign up for the uh, the release form. There was a release. There's a well. This is Utah, nineteen. When was I? When was that? That would be nineteen seventy something. Uh huh. And I remember I just sat alone in the chorus room, you know, with the chorus teacher down there in the front, Mr. Yeah. Evans, nice guy. And I'm up, the only kid there, and I could look through this multi, this, you know, these big multi pane windows. I remember looking across the field over to the gymnasium where all the other boys were learning about everything, about sex, and I had no idea. And I didn't, you know, I didn't, I couldn't ask them. So what did they say? You know, because then you're an idiot. Uh-huh. I just had to kind of guess. I didn't know what a tampon was. I, I, <laughs> I had no idea what that was. It, and I, fifth grade, I, I didn't don't know think what I, I did either. I didn't know what, uh, but this wouldn't be fifth grade. This would be sixth grade. Okay. You know, it's when you really do, you find out all that stuff, and I didn't, I didn't know any, I didn't know what any of it. Nocturnal emissions, I didn't know what those were. I knew nothing. Nothing. No, it all just, uh, <laughs> had to, and this is before Google, you know, I mean, you could oh, just God, Google yes. stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was none of that No, there were maybe, resource. like in my case, there was maybe a, a dirty book at the neighbor's house. Yeah, <laughs> which isn't good either. Yeah, that's no. true. Like my friend's dad had that art, the art of sex or whatever that book is, where it's like... Oh, I remember. Fully, I mean, it had... I'd heard about that book. A zillion illustrations, and they weren't even real pictures. They were drawings. They were drawings. Yeah. I, wait, I saw that book after I was married. I somehow saw that book after I... My first marriage, which didn't ended in divorce, that's probably why I didn't see that book until after the right. marriage. I was such an idiot. I, you know how I, I, um, the, the, I don't remember getting really much in school either. But I remember, you know, there was a weird vibe in the living room one night, and then my dad just goes, "Here, if you have any questions, uh, look at this," and just handed me a book. That's it. And it was a paperback book that was not new. It looked like it I've worn. never even asked him about this. It yeah. looked it looked like a 1976 it's a paperback. family heirloom. It's from like the 1800s. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> they just updated it, like scratch out like syphilis, put yeah. <laughs> venereal disease of various, you know. <laughs> right. uh, and it and I remember the title of the book was uh and this is just so is it ironic? 
coincidental? It was what to tell your children about sex. Yeah, what would that be? I guess it'd be ironic since uh, they didn't tell you anything. They just figure, well, you Gave can me the just, just read it. Yeah. Tell yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I rem- I'm remembering now that it was so old and such a shit old paperback that it was one of those where if you opened it a little too far... Oh, the spine would the crack. The spine would crack so the and glue... so the pages would come out. Oh, that's funny. Yes. Well, at least you had that. At least yeah. you had that little... Yeah, the ancient manuscript. I have. Yeah, and um, I, what I learned from that is I have two daughters. and <laughs> Yeah, so you did. <laughs> it worked. It worked. It worked. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, that, uh, where, where, how did we get on that? Anyway, I didn't learn. I didn't know that. But my son, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. My son is just at that age. My daughter's six. And my, my other daughter is 23. That's right. You had, yep. And she just had another baby. So I'm a grandpa two times over now. Oh, two times over now. Yeah, I got two grandkids. And they're they're cute. They're they're in Utah. I don't get to see them enough, but okay. Something I've been um, have you have you been watching this uh, Scientology thing that's oh. on television now? Oh yeah, yeah. I saw two of the episodes. Yeah, fascinating. fascinating. The way they the way people become bonded to that over family. Yeah. was yes astounding. Yes, astounding and. I I can kind of relate very very tiny level via religion. That happens in religion sometimes. I mean, in Judaism, isn't it? In certain branches of Judaism, like really Hasidic, strict Judaism, like if a kid, they'll disown children. Okay. Remember, the, we've all seen the jazz singer, have we not? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I know in Mormonism too, sometimes that happens in families if someone disavows a religion, especially if they did it in really public loud way you know sometimes families don't talk after that but, yeah but scientologists it's like built in it's uh, absolutely. aggressive i was i was listening back to the last time you and i recorded a podcast and you were talking about i know like at this point you haven't been practicing mormon for yeah practicing mormon for like 20 years or so probably yeah right yeah, yeah. 20 years but last time i asked you if your jokes would pass the test of like you know like the church and the mormon church and you said that they wouldn't a lot of them would not yeah. right yeah uh but it's not a big deal because you don't it doesn't affect you now yeah but the but something that you said you said you know but if i uh if i was doing these jokes when i was still involved they would get me in trouble is that yeah. was that just a throwaway line or what what, is, what would trouble mean no i'd probably get kicked out i'd imagine yeah they'd kick me out I'm oh. pretty sure. So that is some trouble. They certainly wouldn't, yeah. Or they'd want, they'd, yeah, you know, yeah, they'd probably. The, the reason I ask is because I'm, you know, I'm watching the Scientology thing in the, I mean, I just figured out uh, recently that, you know, like the Isaac Hayes that played Chef, you know, on South Park. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because yeah. then when they went after Scientology, because they went after Mormons like the week before and he was all on board. And then they yes. went after his true religion. Exactly. And he got upset. Yeah, well, but then I because he'd get kicked out. But then I read comments from him, and he's saying like, "Ah, you know what? These guys are jokesters. That just you know don't take it serious. You know, if you're taking this stuff seriously, you don't yeah. get it. You know, these are jokes." Now I'm starting to piece together that it wasn't him that quit that show. It was yeah. Scientology that forced him. Oh yeah, to leave that show. Oh sure, they did. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. 
That would make sense. Yeah, but that would never, like, uh, just for argument's sake, like, the Mormon, like, it wouldn't be that severe. Um, No. No, the organization itself, though, it's pretty severe. I mean, for some people, it's really severe. It it depends on how entrenched you are socially in that. That's the thing. You know, I wasn't. I was kind of a loner anyway, and I'd drifted out through fine art. And actually, I haven't been back for, like, 22 years. How old am I? <laughs> 52, so about 23 years. Yeah. And I I already had a circle of support and friends, the few I had, that they weren't in Mormonism and in the church. Okay. And I was doing fine art, and the culture of Mormonism didn't seem very supportive of what I did anyway, you yeah. know, or aware of it. or but, So I was already, already, my support wasn't tied up with the church. But when you... When your whole life and support is tied up with that church, pretty intense. Yeah. If you then come out and openly doubt and say, I think this is wrong. And if you start to feel like maybe some policies the church is doing, specifically the way they were dealing with homosexuality or the way they deal with gender issues or in the past race issues. Okay. Uh, you know, if you came out and said that openly and publicly, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you lose friends, lifelong friends, neighbors family yeah but not i think not to that severe degree i was watching scientology and that was that was crazy it is crazy there was a i think it was their final episode it was just this week we watched it last night and they had someone on that was a cult expert have you ever heard of the moonies Oh yeah, I remember the Moonies. Okay, well, you're, yeah, I mean, you're a bit older than me. Uh, yes, I so am. I, that's I, a, I don't know anything about that. Isn't that wild? Yeah, uh, they, they, one of the guys they had on the show was a was a was a Mooney. That's years ago. That's yeah. years ago. I'm trying to think of uh, what I knew about that. It was a commune living, and then you'd be married. The women would be married to him somehow. Was that how it went? It was a was the guy Chinese? He was Asian. I don't know. Was he? Yeah. Young, moon, young, like Mooney came after this yeah. guy's name. Moon. Moon. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about it. I literally like the guy was like, I was a Mooney. I'm like, what well, the hell maybe, is this? Maybe we need to investigate I it. Really I really. Mean, maybe we're jumping the gun. We, this isn't fair. We need to give him. A <laughs> maybe there's a chapter in Minneapolis, and we can go hang yeah, out. Yeah, we should really find out. You know, <laughs> too quick to judge here. Got to keep an open mind. So that BS can float into it, nest. Yes. Um, can we come up with a better name for the Utah Jazz than the Utah Jazz? I think now it's just, it belongs there now. I have a bit where I talk about when something is in the wrong place long enough, that's where it belongs. Oh. You know, it's like squatter's rights. It's why it now seems normal that white people are in North America because we've been here a while. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Once you're in a place, so the Jazz, no, the, the Lakers are in L.A. No sense. Makes no sense. None. None. Especially, you remember, you're saying that here, where was the Minneapolis Lakers? I know. Yeah. That's why that I'm saying ours. it. That was yours. Yeah. Where the, the land of a thousand lakes. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's in L.A. Although the Jazz, I don't know if that'll ever sound right. I guess it does to me because I lived there. What but, what could, would there be a more fitting one though that you can? Yeah, you know what are you gonna say? The what what are you gonna say? Because everything else they're known for is really that Mormon culture, and you don't want to make it a basketball team that surrounds about. You know what I mean? How to that doesn't make sense. <laughs> what could you have? You see, it would all be disrespectful and me. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think the Jazz is fine. <laughs> it says something about the state. Like, what well, this doesn't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> 
What are you guys? What are you doing here? Okay. Well, yeah. So the jazz makes sense <laughs> when you think about Mormons. I mean, they left this. They they fled. You know, America at the time because they were trying to kill him. Yeah, because, well, and it, and it, it goes both ways. I mean, it's wrong that they were trying to kill him and take their stuff, but the Mormons had gotten kind of aggressive too with some polygamy activities that were out of hand. And then uh, the first leader of the church, Joseph Smith, said, I'm going to run for president. Okay. And as I say in the act sometimes, and the people said, you can't run for president. He said, I'm going to. And they said, well, we'll let you run for your life. You can run for that. And then they end up dead, and they fled. And they ended up, they stayed in Utah because they figured this was a place. California, people wanted California. They wanted Oregon. Nobody wanted Utah. So they figured no no one will buck us here because this is horrible. No one will come here, surely. But they came there. Eventually they went there to get them. So you know what I mean? They don't belong there. So the jazz, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. It's uh, you know what? You 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 made it make sense. Weird music in a strange place. Mm-hmm. That's or cool music in a strange place. Mormonism can be really cool too. It has some great things to it. What uh I I you made uh you have an art degree. Yeah. As we've talked about in the past. Yeah. And I saw the little... Uh, Did you see that? Lewis, I haven't seen it yet. Was that the surprise you are going to... Yeah, because uh, I knew he's not on Facebook, so he doesn't... He's not listening. No, yeah, he's, he, not, he's not on Facebook, so he's never seen it. it. It gets framed tomorrow. Oh. But I made him a shrinky dink. The, now how, no. Do you know what shrinky dinks are? Of course are? I do. Those little things. that You can get a, a large sheet of it. The just blank sheet of paper? It's, it's that plastic stuff, you know. Yeah. And then I did the drawing for the 25th anniversary act me and put him on there in front of it cuz i know he he won't like that he's, <laughs> and he's and if you if you look over his shoulder tim slagle's over his shoulder really yeah you can see the you know how tim wears the the fez that tim wears oh yeah yeah the larger the shriner's hat yeah 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 you see tim in his shriner's hat over his shoulder so it's i put you know you put it in the oven and it shrinks up and then getting it framed cuz you know then he can have it on his wall, the office here or wherever. And then he can tell people, you want to come see my shrinky dink? You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Perfect. He can brag about a shrinky dink or maybe he'll hide the shrinky dink and never show anybody. But I figured uh, if it wasn't in a frame, he'd just throw it away. And so, But a frame makes you keep it. You know well, what I mean? Right. Yeah, 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 he yeah. has to keep it. Oh, great. He framed this piece of crap. Now I have to keep it. <laughs> so how big is that thing now? Like three it's, inches or something? Well, yeah, it's only, it's tiny. It's life-size on there. It's... It's smaller than my iPhone screen, it, and it's just... They're cool, though, because you do all this drawing on it, this larger size, it just shrinks it down, and it's... So looking up closer, interesting, I think. Yeah, it's like the uh, when when you would uh, like draw on the outside of a balloon. Yeah. Right? And then yeah, and then you know how it shrinks it? into this thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's like that. It has that feel. And I think I'll do, I'll do another one for some of these clubs as they reach anniversaries, some of the clubs that... I mean, this is the first club I've done it for. Okay. And I, I probably need to do one for a couple other clubs here that have just, over the years, they keep hiring me, you know? And that's a big deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal. For sure. I, um, uh, so, you, couldn't you be selling these things? That's a really cool piece of art. I need to do, if someone wants a shrinky dink portrait, just get on my Facebook, come to Facebook. And for several thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean... Okay, a hundred bucks. A hundred okay. bucks, I'll do a shrinky-dink portrait for you for a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's, they're they're cool looking. 
They're 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 really you gotta see them. They're they're interesting. I mean, I remember the ones when I was a kid. I think I you could still buy them at some of these hobby stores. Yeah, yeah, you can still buy them. Yeah, well, obviously. Well, and uh, that's how I found. We were doing those. I wanted. I did a different drawing uh, for Acme Lewis and Acme for his twenty fifth, and I didn't like how it turned out. And I just get this isn't. And then we were doing Shrinky Dinks over Christmas with my daughter. I said, Ah, this is what I'll do. I'll do this Shrinky Dink. And it turned out better than the other drawings. So awesome! Yeah, looks wild, huh? My sister's an artist. I think I've told you that before. And she does like um, holidays, birthdays, Christmas. A lot of times, she will majority of the time, and they're amazing. They're, she will make handmade cards and draw. Oh, that's cool! Pictures on them. And, uh, I love that stuff. She'll make uh, you know like uh, it's very similar kind of type of stuff. Like do a little like a personalized drawing, and then. Put a magnet on the back. Yeah, now you have a refrigerator magnet that's personalized. Yeah, and now I was, stuff like that give away like art. I and used crafts, to. Gifts. I, I used to I when like I did do. that more back when I painted all the time. One year, I gave everybody in the family a painting, like a little painting you of did. a snowman. I did Christmas paintings. Nice. And then, I think last year, I just sat down and did a little paper cutout card that I sent to Acme. I think I sent them one. Yeah, I did. I just did. I just played around and made them something. And uh, and uh, I used to do home uh, a homemade Christmas card. I'd do myself. I'd draw it and then Xerox it out and yeah, hand okay. color them and send them to the clubs and friends over Christmas. But now I just turned into a lazy jackass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, next year, next year I will I'll do better. That's what I always say. How much are you working? Uh, like in the let's say in the last year, are you working more than you want, less than you want, perfect amount? You know, yeah, that's a good question because it's always balanced. It, my wife makes more money than me, so it's about quality of life to me. Mm-hmm. And fall was really busy. I got a really great gig in Canada thanks to Kermit Appeal and David Crow. They got me this connection, so I did this work through Canada. Basically, I was gone all September, October, November, then family vacation over December, and now it's January, February, March, just gone. Okay. But the idea is then I'll slow down a little April, May, and then I'll take June, July, August. I won't do anything. When the kids are out of school. I stay with the kids, yeah, so that we can get some time. I can't, you know, I can't do that. It's just depressing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't. I, I I'm can't laughing because I, I completely know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Especially as a... Uh, you got... How many do you have? Two? I have two daughters, yeah. and I'm, you know, uh, divorced from their mother, yeah. remarried, so there's that whole balance of oh, yeah. work versus the amount of time that I oh, yeah. get to see them. How know, old are they? Because they're not at my house every day. So yeah, so you want to see them. Yeah. How old yeah. are they? Ten and eight. Ten and eight. Yeah. yeah we always say that about, well, that's a great age. <laughs> it is. I think they're all up until, it's about 13, is that when it's bad, I guess? That's... Yeah, that's what I well, hear. Well, they get, they get angry. I was thinking this the other day. We've disappointed them. You know, they're disillusioned about who we are. And we are horrible disappointments compared to what they thought we were. You know what I mean? They they so idolize us, I think, that we're just we're so much worse than what they thought we were. We're so much worse. Oh, Bent, I think back to the naive little kid I was, and it's... Everybody did such a good job of pulling the wool over my eyes about everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. overstating it slightly, but... Oh, no, but it, it's true. I but was so naive. Such a naive, innocent little kid. Were you more naive than I was? I doubt. I, there's I no I way. Who was I wasn't more, raised let me, Mormon. Let so. me think of something that I didn't know and see if you, you... Did you know what wet dreams were? 
Uh, oh, and you got the book. Of course you knew. Yeah, the book covered I mean, it. Fifth grade, uh, you know, nocturnal emission. Sure. Um, so see already, already. See, I thought I was a freak going to hell. That I thought I was possessed. No. I, yeah, that's where I. Okay, so you didn't have. No, so I my, got you on that one. My, uh, I was raised Lutheran, and my biggest issue. This just came up, but like, because in Vegas, I brought some of my nice clothes. Oh. And I, it reminded me of how I hated church so much. Not even so much because oh. it was boring, and I, it, I was bored. But I also, I went to a church that wasn't in my neighborhood because we had moved and still oh, went to an old one. Oh, that's not cool. So I didn't really, like, I didn't go to, like, you know. So there wasn't a social circle to no, it. No, I didn't know. Like, they all knew each other. I didn't know anybody. Oh, that's no and good. And then even when we moved to a different one, they all knew each other from the suburban suburban school. No, and I that's was on, not I good. was on the other side. I was in the city. They were in the suburbs. It was weird. That's hard. But the thing I hated the most was dress socks. They would never stay up. <laughs> Slouching dress socks. Slouching dress socks. Would, and to this day. To this day. Yeah. If once the top get loses its yeah. grab, mm-hmm. it's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not right. Socks that fall down to your ankles. I remember. Uh, but that's not that naive. No, 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 it's not. No. Here's naive. Here's an example no, of how naive I am. Just... When I was... Let's see, I'd be 28. I went to New York City, and while in the city, I wore a bright green sweater. You know, where everybody doesn't dress like that. That's how naive I was. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to the city. You <laughs> moron. Black. You wear black, uh-huh. maybe gray or brown. Yeah. Blue, dark blue. You know what I mean? It's denim and darks. Was and that I was your in a green fir- was- sweater, like, look at me. Right. You moron. Yeah, no, you it's moron. dark, dark, dark. dark. <laughs> <laughs> was that your first time in New York at 28? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was for a uh, art. Uh, I was going to uh, apply for teaching positions at universities. It's 28 or 29. <laughs> because I was 18 the first time I went to New York, and within 48 hours got taken playing that th- three-card Monty for $200. Oh, did you? $200 cash. What? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Three-card Monty. Isn't that I've what it's I've heard called? the term... I've heard the term. I, I when I, I was think that's uh, what it's called? yeah when I was a missionary, some guys, me and my companion, when I was nineteen, not New York, Tacoma, Washington, in the housing projects, and two guys tried to pull us aside and get us to play three card Monty. No, watch, watch, we're good. It's like no, 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 no. We gotta go. I never actually handed anyone over money. It was we were watching these these guys play. And, and other mugged people, you? And other people were playing, and the guy could tell I was like, what's going on here? And at one point, was like, tell me where it is. Tell me where it is. And I, and I was like, well, it's right there. And he goes, show me the money. And I go, what? And he goes, show me your money. And I, and I was like, oh, I got money. And I just like pulled a wad of cash out of my pocket. And, uh, and then we, they did another round. And they, well, first they did that one, and I got it right, but I wasn't playing yet. He's like, all right, let's do it again, do it again, do it again. Still had my money just held out in my hand. And no. I was like, all right, guess. And I pointed to one, and by the t- like, simultaneously, like that dude flipping over the correct one, my Took money, your money was out of my hand. I just was like, uh, 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 Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so it was a fair transaction. Yeah, right. Come yeah. on. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's nuts. Uh-huh, that really I've happened. never lost any money on three-card money. <laughs> I got to do that. I'm, I will do that. That's a goal, to lose three-card money. I what I want to do is find the person that's ever won because I don't believe it happens. Well, that guy won. That guy won. Yeah, he no. wins every time. Yeah, right. <laughs> the guy that was in on it, his buddy. 
Yeah, isn't they it? They well, don't they know. palm a card, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I just know that there's that no, your money's gone. That there's no winners. It's doggone three card money. Yeah. <laughs> you think the you think the uh, dealer has the um, advantage at blackjack at a casino? The guy on the street oh, dealing yeah. the three card oh, yeah. money. Oh yeah, man, he's definitely got a, has the advantage. And a gun, probably. It, and a gun, yeah. and there's no pit boss looking over his shoulder to no, keep things there's fair. There's another guy with a gun looking yeah, over his right. shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> to keep things unfair. Uh-huh. That's how it all works. Uh-huh. Yeah. I um have you heard of, I've been bringing this up recently cuz I'm I I don't know, I hope it catches on. Anything that that supports comedy, I'm all for. It's that uh this CISO. Yeah, I've uh, seen that. Yeah. yeah. I saw they were doing a Stanhope special. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, there's several now. Yeah. Um I've watched I've mentioned I've watched the uh, Lori Killed Martin's special. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Nick she's Thune excellent. Nick Thune, too. That, that is on there as well. Cool. But I the other night, this is crazy. I um, And for somebody that's... What year did you start comedy? Oh, man. 19... I started open micing seriously 1995. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I did... I did open mic one year in 1990, then I quit to do grad school. So 1995. Well, I found on CISO, they have episodes of that TV show live from Caroline's. Do you oh, remember? my word, yeah. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? The hairdos and the shoulder pads. All of the episodes. I don't know if all, but there were at least 100 of them I, I went through last night. Or the I remember night, that. And I watched a few of them. The Ooh. one that caught my eye was an episode with Rocky Laporte. Oh, yeah. He's been he's From been 1990. At it a long time. And he was already kind of a veteran. I mean, he's been doing it a while. Yeah. There were episodes with uh, I didn't I haven't got to him yet, but like Jimmy Pardo, like people that have been on my you know on the podcast. Yeah, it's just wild. They're great. Pardo, yeah. Laporte, that's cool. Yeah, at, at the what was it called? It was from Caroline's. Yeah, I'm, live from Caroline's. Comedy night from Caroline's or live from Caroline's or something like that. What did you think? Was the material did it hold up? Was the style? Do you know what I mean? Did the visual styles get? Was the type of the way it's done? I mean, I was. The thing that stands out right away is the late 80s style, like clothing style. So visually, there's that. Visually, it's very, yeah. I'm interested in the material to see what that, you know, I'm kind of curious. I want to go back and watch and see if I can sense, like, the the, 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 the structure of the jokes. Yeah. And the, if there's a... Uh, uh, a dated aspect to it because yeah. I've heard I heard a comic the other day that was stuck in the eighties. Oh, it was just bizarre. He wasn't a good comic in the eighties. He would be a a mediocre comic from the eighties, and it's like he hopped in a time machine or he fell asleep under a tree, <laughs> and he and he woke up and then he walked down to the comedy club and did his shtick, and it was the weirdest. Can it was you, fascinating. Do, can you describe that more? Like what what was a well characteristic even, of that? Well, he's older, of course. But uh, the act is very juvenile. It's very farty. Okay. Yeah, I mean, my act's very farty and poopy. I love shit jokes. Can I say shit? Poop, poop yes. jokes. I love. I just love them. But I try to like, okay, two a show, two poop bits, maybe a minute and a half, and try to make them smart. But mm-hmm. his are just, it's just stupid, dumb, and the devices of the jokes is kind of set up punch. But... It, no tongue-in-cheek aspect to it. It's just, it was oh, bizarre. Sure. I don't know how to, how, I would like to put a finger on it better. I need to go to that Caroline's and like, oh, that's what makes that 80s. There's certain, you know, there's hackneyed, there's not only hackneyed, uh, uh, there's, it's a hackneyed approach, the approach. way you build the joke. Sure, okay. 
And uh, well, you'd probably get a kick out of uh, tuning in and watching. I gotta see some it. I gotta see it. Yeah. And I know what's interesting is you're trapped in your own time. So whatever time you're in, there's going to be these kind of devices that everybody starts using that are going to be dated, mm-hmm. I assume. The the language, the device of the humor. It's also uh, interesting to look and see, like, what happened to these people? Yeah. Pardo, you know, Pardo and Laporte totally aged great. I mean, their shows are awesome. Yeah. You know, you know and they were... Awesome then. So with time, they grew and they kept growing. But that one guy, he didn't. It was just arrested development from 85, maybe 86. Yeah, there was, um, there was one of the people I looked up who uh, I'd never heard of before. Uh, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't think of his name right now. But um, he's, I looked him up on Twitter. He's been a writer on Conan for like of 15 course. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So many of them, if they're really funny. There's guys, there's so much luck in this business. You know, there's only so many. Have we gone over this? Have I told you my theory already about how I think we only have so many slots in our head for people that we care about? And oh, that's, that's, their, that's not, I didn't make that up. This crap I've heard three times, as we said. <laughs> but, I, but I've read about it, and I think we can only become emotionally invested in so many people in our life. And usually when we are, when it comes to fans, becoming a fan, usually that happens when we're in our teens. That's when we attach that way, when we're looking for someone else to express how we feel and think. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when we really are wowed by these, uh, by what comedy does or music does. Yeah. And we become fans and we attach to these few people. And when you get our age, you are we going to become a fan in that real way, again, you know what I mean? To where we go nuts and drop 50 bucks a ticket. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like my, musically, I feel like it's past. It's done. Yeah. Comedically, it might happen. It might. With one or two people, tops. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's there's limited number of slots in Hollywood, uh, in, in the market, period. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the large, popu- in everybody's head, only has a limited number of, oh, okay, I love Louis C.K., and I love Maria Bamford, and I love, you know, and just go down these different archetypes of comics, the everyman, the the loose cannon, the, you know, mm-hmm. you can only have so many. And then once that slot's filled and taken within the industry, and the power that is has plugged it in and disseminated it through the population, there is no room at the front of the line for everybody else who's similar to that archetype. Right. If you're like that comic that's famous... You're not getting that slot. It's, it's taken. Yeah. And it's not only taken there at the top by the power brokers, by the gatekeepers. It's taken in the populace, in their head. The slots, it's taken. Yeah. Everything you do is like, oh, that's like so-and-so. Yeah. Well, I, see what I mean? Uh-huh. And so, and, and you're like, you're kind of enslaved to that. Yeah. Even as a comic, as a writer, we think in categories. We, we build our stories this way. You can't get out of this. So my point of the whole thing, the reason I'm talking like this, is that... In the business, there are so many comics. There's so much more talent and ability than there are slots yeah. and availability. Yeah. And that isn't to say that the people who get the slots are just luck and they suck. They don't. They're amazing. Some of these, I think nearly all of our famous comics right now are astoundingly great. Um, it's just that uh, they get great because they, they were already probably great to start with. And then they get even more great because they have the opportunities, the time, you know. 
and they work hard. And, but there's tons of comics. You'll never hear of them. Yeah. But they still have talent, so uh-huh. they write for Conan. Or they perform locally in areas and become established here. Or they, they're out on a ship somewhere. Or they're doing clubs. Right, right. Yeah. My, uh, Mike Lucas, who hasn't... I've heard of him, come yeah. To, I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but he would come to Acme. Uh, he's arguably the funniest person I've ever... I mean, Just, no offense, Ben, but... But I, he's great, yeah. It's crazy how... It's so... He's... God, he's funny. Yeah. I, you can't... He's just a blip. Yeah. You know? And that's true of most. most com- And most of us are blips, and that's fine. That's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the collective subconscious, is, is it actually is kind of limited. It can't, mm-hmm. it can't make room for, you know, yeah. a million flavors. Just like we can't perceive too many colors or too many values, you know, or flavors. It's limited. Yeah. And uh, so you got to... That's the way it is. You'll you'll see someone like that guy. I've never. He's hilarious. What happened to him? He's luck. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> or Did talent. You... Some of them are just better than everybody. Some of these comics, I'll see them and I'm like, my. You see a, a, a Dave Attell throw it down. You're yeah. like, well, my. Next, or Brian Regan. You like, what? How you? No, I can't. What? <laughs> How does he? What? You know, they're so spectacular. Have you got into that opening for Brian Regan? I've never opened for Brian Regan. Oh. I never have. I've, I've loved to. Yeah, I'm hearing more and more people have gotten it. I know Cation. Jackie Cation has. Kermit yeah. Peel has quite a bit. I didn't. I I just learned that Jackie has. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that more than a, just a few weeks ago. I opened for Louis C.K. once, and that was fun. Oh, yeah? Did a week through the Midwest. I, I love his. I love his stuff. It's just... We're similar. He and I think similar to the world and the way we build and work. And, uh, yeah, he's great. He's great. I think he was on one of those Caroline's episodes. Oh, wow. I would like to see that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, you had hair. (laughs) Yeah, you had hair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I... uh you mentioned, like, your daughter, your one daughter, you have one much older. 23. Than the the six-year-old. Do you... you, are you taking stuff? Did you learn from the first one and with all that, you know? Uh, yeah, too late. I learned too late. You know what I mean? You learn you like, taken, oops, but did that I assume wrong. you've taken all the good from the, I mean, there's quite an age gap, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Have too I, many things changed or? Um, I think, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I learned anything. We'll, we'll find out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I suspect I didn't. That's what I bet. That the good money is on, I did not learn anything. The good money is on, you didn't. Didn't learn. Yeah. The, the good money is on, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so... I think the best you can do is try to be there. And I know I... That's, you know... That's the best you can do. Yeah. I mean, in the end, you end up just saying, well, I don't know either. Me neither. Sure. I don't know either. Sure. And uh, most of the answers you get, half of them are now wrong. They were right, you know, but the world changes out from under you. And, uh, but the main thing I think was, uh, with my first daughter, I was going through my own life problems. Yeah. I was a failed artist, you know, I can't get a teaching job, no money. So low self-esteem and just, uh, uh, some anger and some, uh, just all sorts of things. Sure. But now that's all. At least that's sorted out. Uh-huh. That's sorted out. So 
my kids don't have to live, you know, I can help them. Yeah. Whereas with my first daughter, I don't think I was there to help her. I was trying to just keep myself above yeah. water. So, and that's yourself. sad, I think. Yeah, no, I understand that. That's sad when uh, you're not a strong enough swimmer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh-huh. and you're in the river with this kid. Yeah. Um, I swam a little. I tried. I, I, I went back. I'd go back and see her every couple weeks when I could. But, I, I mean, I was broke. I had to be on the road sometimes six weeks straight just to make my bills. Mm. And even then, I was, like, the first six months, I was in a tent in my car and uh right. so I, I had to I had to go out or I was I couldn't make the money period and uh so I I don't know if I learned I did learn something but not about parenting I learned stuff about myself sure there you go and I I grew and matured to where now I'm a strong enough swimmer to where I can help some other people yeah there you go do you when so you know like I did went on the vacation and then since I rarely go anywhere my kids of course <laughs> like the first question when I get back is was it fun it's not that it's what did you get us like oh yeah yeah your kids yeah my daughter does that six yeah, years old yeah. did you did you bring me something what'd you bring me what'd you bring me so that's every what time I'm wondering like you're traveling much more than I am even much, probably you know as oh, yeah. It, do, do, do family expect things? Does yeah, my daughter does. Something every time? And I got her little trinkets, but now I just don't. What I'll do is I'll, uh, you know, the airline, they offer you treats, and I'll get extra cookie. And just give that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if I upgrade to first class, I'll get a couple bananas, and she gets a banana when I come back. I just I keep it simple with my kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> Healthy. <laughs> yeah. Healthy. Christmas, I wrapped an orange. <laughs> but a wrapped orange, that's what she got. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're kids too, huh? Yeah, every time my daughter comes to the door, did you get me something? Yeah. They say the dangest things. I was going to tell you that my daughter said this the other day, the six-year-old. I, first thing in the morning, like she's literally, she's hardly even woke up. I come to wake her up. Dad, is the future real? Yeah. Yeah, how's that for a, that's before coffee. Like oh. she asked me. <laughs> She's been sitting there thinking about, I don't know, way more than I have in a long time. Is the future real? Like, damn. Uh. <laughs> wow, I'm stunned right yeah, now. Yeah, six-year-old. Isn't that wild that they think they're awesome? Is the future real? I, I, did you have, did you say yes, no? I said yes. Did you have a long dis- It's real shitty. That's <laughs> what I told shitty. her. No, no. I, uh, what, what do you say to that? You know, like, I just said, that is a... Good question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I told her to ask her teacher. <laughs> She'll know. <laughs> Did she, had she just watched Back to the Future? No. Yeah, no. No, she just pulled this out just sitting there in her bed in the morning. I wonder if the future's real. What in the... Well, my what dad, in the hell? Will my actions today have a negative or positive uh, reaction <laughs> in the future? <laughs> If huh? mass <laughs> what? <laughs> it doesn't really dissipate. You're like, what? where does energy go after it's... <laughs> My son Ian had one one time that was just like astounding. It was like a, uh, an observation about uh, light through space and time. It was weird. I was, and he pulled it out in the car with my brother in the front seat. My brother's... Kind of a little shocked, and uh, you, you've been coaching him. No, <laughs> it, he just came up. That's weird. I don't know why he was thinking deeper than both of us combined. Right? Yeah, right. 
<laughs> He'll learn better. Uh-huh. He'll stop doing that soon enough. Yeah, you, you and your brother are thinking about candy, and the kids thought, yeah, these deep thoughts. The light is traveling. It, it was a weird one. Wow. I uh, we should wrap it up pretty quick here. All I right. want to, um, but there's something we talked about before uh, we started that we need to get into, and that is a CD that you have been working on four years, and literally the last two I years know. ago I when know. we did the podcast, you were talking. I about record it. No, I tried. I, I made an attempt at recording it. Yeah. Yeah, you bet, mm-hmm. and uh, didn't work. I didn't like it. So where are we? Uh, uh, I think we're there. We're there. We're so close. I mean, I really feel like I have all this material, and it's just choosing a through line. So it's all there, and this stuff's finished. It fi- all of it feels finished, but not too finished. Okay. Still organic enough. And uh, so, yeah, I'll take a shot at it Friday and Saturday. At the club here. Yeah. Tonight I'm filming clips that I want to put on the web so it'll be a little more different. But yeah, I'm going to see if I can pull it off Friday and Saturday. All right. I'm going to try. You know, I question what I do a lot. That's just how... I I heard a great podcast by Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. He talked about the song Hallelujah. Have you heard about that song by Leonard Cohen? Yeah, that just passed away, yeah. It took him six years to write it. Six years to write that song. And he didn't really finish it. What happened is he recorded it after messing with it for six years, the lyrics, and it got bigger and bigger and expanded, and then he'd make it smaller, and then it'd get bigger and bigger. And then he, he gave up. He put it on his, he put it with his other recordings, and he submits it to, I think it's Columbia Records, and they say, we're not going to, this is horrible. <laughs> and so he went to a little label. He releases it. It goes nowhere, uh, his version of it. Yeah. And then he keeps playing with it in concert after that. And John Kale from the, the Velvet Underground hears him, hears that song, uh-huh. pulls him aside, says, hey, I love that song. I'd like to record it. And uh, Cohen says, oh, okay. He sends him the lyrics and music. It's like 20 pages. It's just out of control. Yeah. Kale took all that. He listened to it. He applied his eye, trimmed it down to the version we hear today. So John Kale is the one that edited it down. Oh, wow. And then he released it. It didn't go anywhere. No one heard it. It went on some CD, and no one's heard it, but a few sell. And then a woman has this CD with John Kale on there. I forgot the name of it. And she happens to have a house guest, guest named Jeff Buckley. And he was another singer with this awesome voice, He's this young, good-looking guy with this awesome voice. He heard the CD and said, oh, I love that song. I'm going to do that song. So then he recorded the song on his first and only album called Graceland. Or Grace, sorry, called Grace. And it kind of went somewhere. A little. People started to hear it. But then it really went somewhere when he drowned in the Mississippi, tragically, at a young age. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the song took off. But basically, it took, it took six years from Leonard Cohen. And then John Kell had to sweat over it. And then it had to go through Jeff Buckley. And then Jeff Buckley had to die tragically for us to end up with that one of the greatest songs ever written, yeah. I think. And that launches you know so four years for a comedy album if i can just get something mediocre <laughs> if i could get if i could get bill burr or ck to look at it and trim it down for me that's that what is, i need yeah. it needs to go through them and then it'd be good <laughs> no one needs to die though you're not suggesting that well yeah that's fine too oh, okay. if, if some young up-and-coming promising brilliant comic maybe tommy ryman could take it you know and he could really polish that yeah, turd yeah. And then he could die, and then it could get traced back to me. That's what I need. Uh huh. And let's be honest, it would help. He has a CD out. It would help his sales. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I've got to hear his. Mm. I, I was talking about him the other day. I, he kills me. He destroys me. Yeah, he's very funny. Oh yeah. He's my wife and I. They were like combined. He's one of our favorites. Oh yeah. 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 yeah he destroys me. Are All you right. uh, Are you selling any of the old stuff? Any I have my whole person DVD. That's I sell that. Okay. I've got a new T-shirt that I sell. Okay. Yeah, it's got a bear on it, and the bear—it's an honest bear who's saying, "Paw to God, I scat you not." <laughs> so that's my TV. It's that's a poop. That's a bear poop. Just to let them know, that's not a jazz reference. No, just I know. So they know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone that has gone to the uh, Minnesota Zoo in uh, Apple Valley knows, knows all about, about scat, bear scat, and all kinds of scat. All kinds of fox scat, wolf yeah. scat. Yeah, absolutely. They have it on display. And people, display it's case. not scat if it's people. Is it scat if it's people? I don't think so. It's jazz then. If it comes out of a person, it's jazz. See how <laughs> hey! See how cocky we are as a species? Yeah, when it comes out of you, it's shit. If it comes out of us, it's music. Maybe the new name for the team would be the Utah Scat then. <laughs> the really Utah Scatters. Huh? I think that might have uh, <laughs> connotations that uh, would be even weirder than jazz. <laughs> Probably right. All right. How about uh, people can, f- like, uh, friend you on Facebook, follow you on Yeah, Twitter? Facebook. Bent Washburn, B-E-N-G-T. Washburn, Facebook. And that's my website. If you Google Bent Washburn, there's only one of me that I, I think. Yeah. That's it. Or if you have my computer and you've searched Bent before, you just get to the G, B-E-N-G. Yeah, G. And then all Bent then Holstrom of- comes up now. He's Ooh. a MIT scientist that just won the Nobel Prize. Oh, so now there's there, he's the the number one bent. Oh, who's this overachiever? Stupid. Yeah, I know. Oh, Some genius Just trying to take over a name. I don't yeah. think so. Not here. Not in this place, Not man. Not in this place. Bent, it's been great. Oh, love being here, Justin. Thank you. Uh, people should definitely come see you while you're here. And uh, They should. Yeah. They should. Live comedy. That's L- where it's at. It's got to be live. And you're working with Brandy, I saw. Yeah, yeah. And there's Jeff some- Schwella from uh, Montreal. Very clever guy. Okay. Very clever. He's got this clever, super, uh, he's one of these guys who be super nice, and he has this cadence of uh, a host, and then he says awful things. Oh, and it's, awesome. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoy him, and he's a great guy, too. So Very cool. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Justin. There we go.